Welcome to Reframe Your Life, a podcast for women who want to live and lead their lives differently and explore topics relevant to all areas of their life. Welcome to Reframe Your Life. My name is Sandy Reynolds and I'm here with my co-host Joanne Gibson. And today we are going to be talking about 10 quotes that will help you reframe your life. Joanne, how are you today? I'm going really well, thanks, Sandy, on this beautiful sunny day. The only problem I have, but I'm going to try and work out how I can reframe, is um, really bad allergies. (laughs) Right. And this humidity is not going to help that. I don't know (laughs) if you can reframe that. I don't know if there's a quote for that. But you know what? I don't like to complain about the weather because I I love it hot and humid and just bring it on. so I'm just learning. I just have to manage my allergies, basically. But Okay, so I'm really looking forward to this episode because I love quotes and I love collecting quotes. So whenever I read a book, I often make flags in it, like put post-it flags in it, and then I copy out the quote into Evernote so I can search it. And I used to have this little leather journal that I kept on the coffee table when my kids were little and I would write quotes in it. And I remember when my son was younger, he asked me if I would leave it to him because he used to like picking it up and reading the quotes. And I had no idea that anybody even looked in that book. So I really have a history with quotes and now Mm. I use them, collect them electronically, but I just love being able to access them when I need them. So Mm. I was wondering about your quote practice, Joanne. How do you use quotes? Because obviously we both like inspirational quotes or Mm -hmm. inspiring educational quotes. So how do you use them? Well, I'm probably a little less anal. No. (laughs) (laughs) A little less creative, a little less intellectual about them. (laughs) I think anal was probably more accurate. (laughs) No, I love that story. That's awesome. I do use quotes. I use quotes a lot in training and in coaching sessions as well. And and I can't say that I have a um, a way of collecting them. I search a lot on Google. And ones that really stick and resonate, I, I remember. And other ones, I just kind of search for what I need at the time. I remember I used to do all my... Um, assignments and started off with a quote and then relate the work to a quote. One of the ways I like using quotes too, and part of the reason I collect them is sometimes if I'm writing a a card to someone, like a birthday card or something like that, I'll kind of flip through my quotes and find something that I think really suits the person or what they're going through in their life. And I think they can, they can be really inspiring. The right quote at the right time, I think can really be inspiring or really challenging, which I love that you use them in coaching because I think that's a great way to to get people to think about a situation is by sharing a quote with them that might speak to their situation. Yeah, it is, you know, and as you as you talk about challenging, I, I think you're right. It's uh it it's not just about inspiring, it's about getting people to think as well. And I think that's why I like quotes so much. Yes, some of them are inspiring, but some of them get get me really to think. So let's jump into it, Sandy. And our first one we've chosen is one we both heard together, probably at the same time. Um, We actually heard it from one of our faculty. So a shout out to Beth. It has really stuck with me as 
I've gone through some transformational change. And the quote is, my, how you have changed since I have changed. I love this quote. In fact, this week, somebody reminded me of this quote because I had shared it with them. And they just said to me, you know, I keep thinking about that quote you said, my, how you've changed since I've changed. And it it was really appropriate for us, I think, in the midst of the changes we were going through in our, our program, our, our master's program together. But I think it comes up in our lives whenever we go through any kind of change. It just impacts the people around us and we see them differently. Yeah, whenever you go through anything, things change. And, mm. you know, there's so much in this quote. I think this is one of my favorite ones as well. One thing that I noticed as we were putting together quotes, I don't know if you noticed this, was that there are kind of themes in our quotes, like that some of them were fairly similar. Mm. And there's definitely threads that that we pull through some of these quotes. And the next one, I think, is sort of similar to this one, but a little bit different. And it is, um, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of the person. Do you know how to pronounce this person's name? No, I was going to say Ananin, but I, sorry if I've brutalized that. Yes. Anyway, (laughs) we'll put it in the show notes and maybe somebody can let us know how to pronounce it. It is, we don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. And I remember the first time I read this quote, and I know it's fairly popular. It was such a reminder. And I think when we talk about reframing our life and, and about reframing, it's such a reminder about how we see people and we perceive people. It's really based on, it's, it's more from us and the story we carry than the other person. And so, you know, like if I believe that people can't be trusted, then I would interpret all of their actions as proof that they can't be trusted. But there could be some other story going on totally with the person. So we don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. Yeah. Yeah. So on that trusted theme, so it's not about um, their ability to be trusted. It's about your ability to trust, right? Like, yes. It's it's about it's about you and and your openness and I'm not that I'm, I know that's not you but you've used that as an example and I think we can be intentional about being aware of this when I go into a situation sometimes and I already have a story about that situation going on in my head I try to be aware of it I try mm. to do that to just realize that I'm seeing this situation from my perspective which is just one one perspective here. And so let's keep that in mind when we go into a situation. And that can really help me when I'm feeling negative in a situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So our next one is from Maya Angelou. And I know our listeners would have heard this one. Um, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. I agree with that totally. And I am a feeler and I do notice when I connect with someone on an emotional level, I will always remember that person or I'll remember them a lot more about them and the situation than if we just have an intellectual encounter. 
Yeah. And this is where the vulnerability thing, Sandy, comes in. You know, this is why people share your stories because that's where you can really get those connections. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. So, yeah. Good one. Okay. So, another one. This is from Danielle Laporte. I'm sure some of our listeners are familiar with her. And she said, so many people are looking for it, their big life purpose. Becoming you is your purpose. And I like this quote a lot because I'm very much about helping people find their purpose. And I, and I know I've talked about this before, but I feel like if we cannot be who we are, if we aren't aligned and authentic and truthful about who we are, then how can we ever really, I mean, that is our purpose. That is our end yeah. game, right? And sometimes, many times we kind of put it out there that we're trying to do something else. But you want to start in the core of who you are and live from there. And I think show people who you are. So Brene says courage starts with showing up and letting ourselves be seen. So I think, yes, understanding who you are and then being okay with that and showing others. This has been part of my journey over the past few months is just, you know, deciding what my voice is and when I want to contribute to conversations and when I don't and when it's authentic and what's my intent and purpose behind that. And that's all the questions that to me lead to me letting myself be seen. Mm-hmm. You know, I really like the line, the witch in the wardrobe. It was one of my favorite books as a kid. And there's a scene in that book where Peter was talking to his sister after um, all was said and done in the end of the book. And Peter had really screwed up and, and um, his sister says at the end, it was like he had returned to his true self. And, you know, he was acting and being way more, effective in bringing change and healing and resolution in the story once he got past all of that outside who he thought he needed to be and got to be his true self Mm. and I was talking to someone recently and he was telling me that he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life and he actually said to me I think part of the problem is I don't really know myself Mm. and I don't really know who I am I think they go hand in hand. It, there is an energy when you're with people that are really doing something that they love. And when you have a group of people, it's just, it's like you can feel it in the room. Yeah. So our next one is accept the things I cannot change, have courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Now, this is a bit of a play on the serenity prayer. Um, but I... Love this one, Sandy, because this really speaks to me and my need for control. (laughs) (laughs) And once I learned my circle of control and my circle of influence, I was like, okay, I can't control how other people think and feel and what they, you know, I can only control how I show up and how I react to what is going on around me. So this is a really big one for me. And it's a bit of a play. It's, it's the seren- it's, it is the serenity player, um, prayer, and I've just taken a few words. But it's really accept the things I cannot change, 
have courage to change what I can and the wisdom to know the difference because mm-hmm. that is the crux of it, I think. Yeah. I like it too. I think that a lot of times we feel like we should be just courageous and change everything. But I think there are times when we need to just step back and say, I can't change that. I can't change anybody else. I can only change myself, really. Number six, happiness is reality divided by expectations. And this is from Dr. John Bach. And of course, I needed to quote on expectations. I do think they're fundamental. We had Brian on one of our earlier programs to talk about managing expectations. And I think this is pretty well nails it. Whenever I'm not feeling happy, quite often I can tie that back into some kind of expectation. So for me, it helps me reframe my life by helping me to say, okay, what was I expecting in this situation? And can I trace that back to whatever discontent or unhappiness or anger, frustration that I'm feeling? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and what was I expecting and did I verbalize that? I just had this conversation yesterday in the household <laughs> with what was happening around cocktail hour and dinner time and... <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I, I always use these. I said, you know, it just wasn't was I, what I was expecting and I take part responsibility for that because I didn't verbalise my expectations. So didn't get some kind of agreement there. So I wasn't happy, of course. Yeah, love it. Yeah, good. So this next one, um, okay, I don't know where it originated, Sandy, but um, I do use it all the time and it is uh, – if you don't use it, you lose it. And then so when I Googled it, because I thought, God, I need to know who said this, you know, because clearly I didn't make it up. Like uh, Steve Carell says it in 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the stuff that kind of came up. But to me, this relates to everything. And it may be one of our deviations from the other ones that we've had, but I always I mostly use it in, in fitness. You know, and so seriously, if you don't use it, you lose it. You know, if you if you don't go hiking for a month, you, your next time hiking is not going to be like the last time you hiked, right? There's going to be a bit of slowness, um, you know, a bit of a bit of challenge. If I don't bike for a few weeks and I come back, I'm like, oh, trying to you know trying to uh, get back to the level of fitness, and you don't lose it dramatically. Of course, if you don't use it for a long time, you lose it dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, so I immediately make the link to fitness as well because I have plantar fasciitis and I haven't walked in over a month and Mm. I'm really feeling it, like I'm feeling it in the rest of my body, you know. So I I get that. But I do think as well it applies to uh, a lot of things. You know, we were just talking earlier in the podcast, you mentioned about how we try to implement different activities and reflection things in our training sessions like Mm -hmm. coaching because we recognize if people don't start using the things that they're learning or reading then they will lose that knowledge really quickly you know so that's part of what we why we encourage people to reflect all the time on what we're talking about because if you don't do that step you won't retain the things that you're hearing Mm. Yeah, it just really relates to so many things. And, yeah, any behavior change, I mean, we work in the area of behavior change. I mean, that takes practice. And 
Okay, our next one, number eight, is from Peter Block. And I I went through a real Peter Block phase a few years <laughs> ago, and I think I read everything he wrote. But one of the quotes that I that I love is from him is when we believe our well-being is dependent on the transformation of others we're racing back to the starting line and avoiding our own responsibility so i'm going to say it again because it's a longer quote when we believe our well-being is dependent on the transformation of others we are racing back to the starting line and avoiding our own responsibility so you know we talk a lot about relationships on reframe your life and I think this quote really speaks to how easy it is to blame other people for our problems. So if we say, you know, if only Joanne was more whatever, I would be able to get my work done. Or if mm -hmm. only, you know, Brian made me lunch every day, I'd eat healthier. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's kind of crazy, like, when you say it like that. But I think we say that to ourselves in other contexts, less obvious, where we kind of blame other people for our own lack of transformation and are not taking responsibility. You know, one of my fundamental learnings going through our learning was always asking, what's my responsibility in this situation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, so, yeah, that quote definitely talks about that. Love it. And our last two, I have another Maya Angelou one. I love to see a young girl go out and grab the world by the lapels. Life's a bitch. you got to go out and kick ass. So, Sandy, this kind of reminds me of the uh, another quote I, I saw on social media. I wish all little girls who were told they were bossy were told instead that they were leaders. Hmm. Um, I, and that resonated with me just because of my childhood and me being told I was bossy. <laughs> So I'm like, good on you, Maya. Yes, we want to encourage all women to go out there and kick ass. And I think that's what we're trying to do in our way, Sandy, you know, in yes. terms of reframe your life and in terms of our work in, in life and leadership coaching. And I agree. It's great to see. And I, I young girls who are just really going out and, and doing some incredible social activism right now which I, I think that's where I've seen it show up a lot online with you know like nine or ten year old girls who start you know projects to help change something in their school or in their community and it's it's exciting to see it. So I just I just have to share the story I just saw on LinkedIn today um, Richard Branson posted that he got a letter from a nine-year-old girl suggesting a menu change for his virgin trains in England. Uh, and so they did. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, good for you. you it's know? fantastic. And I think part of that is because the adults in her life didn't hold her back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Didn't say, oh, no, you can't write that letter, blah, blah, blah. They're like, yeah. So I think we have a responsibility as adults in, in these young people's lives <laughs> to uh, let them kick us. Okay, so can you get in touch with Richard Branson and see if he wants to be on Reframe Your Life? Oh, yeah, okay, sure. Okay, could you do that? <laughs> can I say, if I say I'm nine, he might. <laughs> exactly. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he'd be interesting to have on the show. Totally. Yeah, for sure.
Good. So our last quote, and this is one that resonates with me. It's at the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. And this is T.S. Eliot. And I love this quote. It kind of reminds me of the hero's journey. It reminds me of when we interviewed Steph Jagger and she talked about her journey. And I think when we go through intense times of growth or change, we sometimes feel like we end up back where we started and but different on you know on a deeper level so right now I've you know been exploring doing some writing and I I think back to when I was like in my early 20s and I took writing courses and I really wanted to do some writing and I feel like I'm kind of back there full circle again but totally different different person with I would write about different things and I, I just think that there's this cycle in our lives and we just keep going deeper but we we kind of go back I guess to that person we were in the beginning and but we've changed if that makes sense oh yeah yeah when I think of uh, all of my you know different learning journeys um, that's led me to where I am. It's it's fairly similar, you know. The transformational skills are all going through um, a thread, and and you know, Anash and I, a lot of our conversations these days are now about going back to Australia and when will that be and where will that be and um, yeah, t- totally. But I I think it's part of the importance of going through that process, mm-hmm. right? going through that process of exploring and the unknown and the chaos and the fear and the stepping in and over and around. And it also reminds me of one of my favorite movies from my childhood was the wizard of Oz. And I must've watched Mm. that movie a gazillion times when I was a kid. And I, I think that in that movie, this shows up a couple of times. There was um, how, Dorothy when she finally gets ready to head back to back home and she's waiting for someone to give her the you know the hot air balloon so she can go back and then she realizes that she's always had what she needed at the very beginning like she it's her power and she's always had it and she ends up going home and She's back where she started, but everything's so different. Yeah. Yeah, I I honestly, I think this, and I haven't ever been, I haven't ever gone home yet to Australia, but people who I know who have, have kind of warned me, you know, like it is different. Relationships move on, you've changed. So I think that's really what we're trying to encourage through Reframe too, is to to see things differently um, in in your own journey and whatever your own exploration. It doesn't have to be these big, you know, massive journeys of exploring. Um, you know, it, it could be reading book or listening to podcasts or going on vacations, just trying to look at things in a different way. Mm-hmm. So they are some of our top ten quotes that we believe will help you reframe your life and that we 
um, do use and that do resonate with us as we're going through our lives. And we may remind each other of them and we may forget about them and then we may be re-reminded of them. Um, And that's part of the learning process. So we would love to hear from any of you um, on our Facebook or send us an email of any of your quotes that you live by or that help have helped you um, reframe your life or, or inspire or challenge, as we said at the beginning, you know, inspire you or, or have challenged you and, and got you to ask yourself a different question. So, Sandy, I don't know if you have anything else to add. No, I think you've summarized everything quite nicely there, Joanne. And, you know, if people have great quotes, share them with us. We, we love, well, I like to collect them and I'll, <laughs> I'll share them with Joanne when she needs them. When I need them. <laughs> That's awesome. So this is episode 49. Uh, our next episode is ex- episode 50, which Yeehaw. will be out next week. Yeah, We're going to have a 50th celebration. So stay tuned, guys, and have a great week. Hi, Life Reframers. Did you enjoy our episode today? If so, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. Also, check us out on all our social media avenues via reframeyourlife.ca.